0: Hard, 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 mark hard, 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 hard podcast. Soul skating, soul, 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 soul skating.
1: Hot audio cream. Tim Duncan.
0: I can make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You 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 you, you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of the Hard Mark podcast. You've just heard our brand new intro. You've probably seen our brand new logo. We've got all the new things because it's season two. So my name is Eric Donaldson. I'm a wrestling fan of over 30 years. I introduce one match per episode to my co-host, Ryan Murphy, who has never watched wrestling. So we talk about the backstory of the match, we watch that match, Ryan attempts to predict the winner of the match, and then we rank the match on our ever-growing list. And so with me, as I mentioned earlier, is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the maitre d' of Matt drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the man with the unwashed undercarriage, Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. Ryan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. <laughs> good. Have I'm you good. have you made the the necessary investment into a uh, removable showerhead yet?
0: I, no, I live in an apartment.
1: I lived in an apartment before I got into my house, and I had a removable showerhead. You just unscrew the one that comes with, you know, your unit, and then you put it aside. So then you can put it back, and then and then you just you, you install that other shower head. You're handy enough to pull Sounds this off. easy enough, yeah. It is easy. <laughs> okay. And then guess what? Then you don't have any dirty britches. I know you're living the bachelor lifestyle now, and that may not <laughs> seem important to you, but still, you're going to feel better. I feel fine. <laughs> I feel great. If I, if I could, I would make a New Year's resolution for you that's buy a removable shower head. As we talked about Eric Wisdom Tree last episode, the uh-huh. finale of season one. Everyone needs to have one of these devices. If you don't, what are you doing? You're crazy. Ryan Murphy, you're crazy. Good start. To this. Uh, <laughs> great start to season two, the second season of this thing. We made it. Is episode this 26. This is Sorry. now season two. We
0: weren't season two last episode?
1: Last No, last episode was season one. Okay. This is now season two. Uh, so season one consisted of 25 episodes. This is now episode 26. Man. Shit. That's a lot, a lot of episodes. We got episode 30 coming up, the death match episode. We've been talking about that for, gosh, a really long time. Uh, but this is not that. This is not the deathmatch episode. This is going to be other things. In fact, as far as what this is, we are in the middle of an arc, a story arc. Uh, I've given a name to the story arc. Anyone who's been following us for the past couple episodes, you've seen it referenced already on our various uh, channels, however you've been downloading or streaming. Uh, but this is known as the Rumble Saga. That's what I'm calling this. With the Rumble Saga. So we are now in part three, my friend. Part three of the Rumble Saga. Do you recall the, the previous two portions of the Rumble Saga, Ryan? We had a poor Hulk Hogan match. That was last episode, yep. yes. It was, it was Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. And that
0: poster-esque match.
1: And then the poster-esque match between Team Roddy Piper versus Team Ric Flair. And so both of those matches took place uh, within a week. Before we get into what we're going to be discussing on our episode here today for Rumble Saga Part 3, the opening of Hard Mark Season 2, uh, which, again, love the new theme song. Um, This is going to be a a, a more of a wrestle-heavy episode. I think that we will have some interludes where we kind of talk about things that aren't necessarily wrestling. Uh, I think that'll be good. Please don't hit the equipment, Ryan. Appreciate that. Um, Before we get into that stuff, I'm going to give you the opportunity because you texted me about this out of the blue in the gap between episodes. If you want to tell the story, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. The turkey burger burger situation. Do you want <laughs> to tell the hard mark listeners about it?
0: I don't know. If, I don't know if there's much to tell. I uh, <laughs> I just I don't know how to cook them. I don't know if it's possible to cook them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I followed the instructions exactly, and that half that pan was on fire. Well, let's I take a it step.
1: It, it, I mean, <clears throat> ter- people make turkey burgers i don't but i know that they exist so so to answer part of that they they can be cooked but it sounds like you you had a broiling incident you broiled them
0: you're supposed you're supposed to broil them on high
1: oh you checked the the everything and it said high broil yeah
0: i mean the only reason i put it on high broil is because it said (laughs) cook on high broil i thought it was weird i did sure but i followed the instructions and they said move the wreck up closer mm. to the heat source
1: that sounds like a good idea and then and then instead of watching the high broil you decided to what
0: I did take a shower <laughs>
1: <laughs> good
0: yeah um that was a mistake that i i don't know if like i necessarily would have caught it out,
1: mm-hmm. you know i've just been like how long did it Ugh. say to broil these turkey burgers like for? nine minutes aside that's forever on high that's I don't, I, me. Listen, hard mark, uh, markomaniacs. If you've been with us for a while, you've you've heard us talk about air fryers before, which actually is a f- quick fun fact for you, Ryan. Uh, I got a message the other day from somebody who uh, let me know that they got an air fryer and they said to f- say thanks to Ryan. Oh, so <laughs> thank I'm happy
0: you. to I'm a, happy to help. And yeah, should <laughs> <laughs> feel good inside.
1: Uh, so so the the air fryer situation, whatnot. I have never ever had. Luck with broiling. Every time I've ever broiled anything, it always gets burnt.
0: I don't mind broiling. I broil like like if you do like bread with cheese or something, you throw it in there and you broil it. Kind of crisps up the bread and the cheese. How
1: long do you broil that it's That seems quick. like a it's quick. thirty second to a minute operation. Yeah. It's not, you have to like watch it like a hawk.
0: You just throw it in there for like a minute. It's not that bad. <laughs> you gotta I mean you 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 know.
1: You gotta watch it. You know
0: pretty quickly when it's especially if it starts burning it just
1: turns on you i don't know i just i don't see the benefits of uh, of broiling i've always been a an issue well you
0: seem to know like right off the bat you're like you had experience like you should broil this on low like <laughs> like what are you doing
1: yeah i mean i i'm not a professional chef but i feel like anything that you could broil on high yeah just broil it on low you know? i thought
0: broiling was just for crisping i didn't know you cook with broiling
1: i mean sometimes the hello freshes that we get they uh they say oh broil this and Isn't i learned that pre-cooked no Oh, no, it's like raw ingredients. Oh, But anyway, there's some bread things where they want you to toast the bread, but they'll have you toast it the broiling via broiling.
0: broiling. So that, that's what I think that's what it should be used for, not to cook turkey.
1: I've fucked up that bread every time because <laughs> I'd let it go like a minute and a half, two minutes, which in my mind is like not that long, but like bur- totally burnt bread. Yeah,
0: but you should when you know it's only going to be two minutes, you should just watch it.
1: Okay, all right, Mister <laughs> Hindsight's Twenty Twenty. I had twenty
0: minutes giving. to burn. There's, I need to take a shower. Like, I got things <laughs> to do.
1: <laughs> well, you won't do that. Make that mistake ever again. Uh, anything else on your mind that uh, that everyone should should know about before we launch into our topic for today? Got nothing. Okay. Yeah, that works. So, again, thank you to everybody who's been with us from the very beginning. I know we had some audio issues in kind of our, our mid to late teens very happy that those have been worked out. Uh, That's also part of the reason why we've got season two, sort of a a soft relaunch. So if you've been with us for a while, great. If this is your very first time that you've joined us, we are in the middle of a four-episode arc, as we've talked about a couple times now. So season one closed out with the first two parts of the story, which, as Ryan mentioned, was... Team Piper and Team Flair facing off uh, back in episode 24. And then last episode, in episode 25, we had Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker for the WWF championship, and Hulk Hogan regained the WWF title for the record-setting fourth occasion. And that more or less gets you caught up to speed. Um, So... Oh, and real quick, just so everybody's aware, not that this actually plays into anything. So in episode 25, Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker, he beat The Undertaker with the assistance of some scattered ashes, uh, despite Mm -hmm. Ric Flair's, uh, you know, attempts at interfering and whatnot so we've kind of seen like a narrative theme so far of you know you've got rick flair coming into the wwf he's trying to kind of insert himself into the wwf title picture that sort of thing which is again leading us along the rumble saga is that noted noted okay noted. <laughs> uh so as far as today's episode it's may not be immediately apparent to you ryan how this is going to tie in with our previous two episodes, but trust me, it will be clear soon enough. I'm going to take a drink of one of my favorite beers, Brother Thelonius, which I got special because I knew we were going to be recording this episode, because I want to savor this. I know for you, you've been wanting to get to the deathmatch episode for Gosh, probably at least like 9, 12 months. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) This, since the very beginning, this is the episode that I have been wanting to get to. So I really want to savor this and enjoy every last morsel, every last second of it. So just bear with me for for a moment. Why is that funny to you? Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm enjoying some bottled bebop, Brother Thelonious, a Belgian Abbey ale. Where'd you get it? Uh, Total Wine.
0: Ah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I cleared out their stock. They only had three, four packs, and yeah. I grabbed all three. I was like, "I'm going to want all of these."
0: Kind of beer is it? Did you...
1: It's a uh, Belgian style Abbey ale. Ah. I've got more if you. Well, yeah. After you, after you finish that, you're welcome to try one if you'd like. Or at the same time. Or at the same time. Okay, so so we're starting season two of Hard Mark. That's the program that you and I are on, <laughs> uh, Ryan. In case you aren't aware. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I think it's only fitting that we check in on one of my favorites, one of your favorites, actually, uh, one of the all-time greats, one of the goats, Macho Man Randy Savage. What do you say
0: about checking in on him?
1: Yeah. What do you think? What do you yeah, think? Because not... if you say no, then that's kind of fucks up my whole plan. But it'd be, <laughs> I
0: imagine it would. Yeah, yeah it seems really to be sh- writing your script here. Like. It'd Be pretty <laughs> shitty if
1: you did, but I mean, you can. So, do you, <laughs> question: Do you um. remember the last time that you saw Macho Man?
0: Episode 14.
1: I mean, don't just throw out a number. You don't have to give me an I'm not asking for a number, but do you remember the match? I'll give you a hint. You got hit with a kendo stick. Oh, shit. (laughs)
0: How could I forget that?
1: (laughs) So that was episode 21, just so everybody's aware. It was episode 21. 21. Uh, we had friend of the show, Tony Tate, visiting. He struck Ryan Murphy with a kendo stick. You can find that clip. Handled on it gracefully. On, as it say, very, yeah. very gracefully. <clears throat> uh, if you want to see that, if you want to see a nice uh, classy shot of ryan murphy's tummy uh go to our youtube channel you can find the video there i think that you'll that really get a good shot it was, was, it, a was. Good shot. it was it really put uh what's that broad from dukes of hazard with the the daisy, <laughs> daisy dukes was it david daisy duke
0: i just think she was wearing daisy dukes i don't know like, was
1: uh, that the name of the character too i don't know <laughs> anyway whatever her name was maybe day i'll say daisy duke yeah. puts her to shame the, <laughs> it really does the sculpted abs i was impressed looked pretty good yeah um, okay, so that was the last time. And, and so in that match that, again, Tony watched along with us, Macho Man, he faced off against the Ultimate Warrior. In Native a match American. At, the, the faux Native American asshole yeah. uh, in a match at WrestleMania where the loser was going to be forced to retire. And so Macho Man, Randy Savage, lost that match. Um, so he was forced to retire. A result. Uh, but then he was reunited with the lovely Elizabeth. And so I think we all kind of came out of that match thinking like, wow, that match wasn't really good, but the after match was really, really good. with kind of the bit with Elizabeth and that whole thing. And so that match right now is ranked 11th on our 30 match list. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a upper, upper end. So since then, since his forced retirement, Macho Man has been living, enjoying the life Away from the physicality of the squared circle So he's still employed by the WWF He's one of their color commentators Along with Rowdy Rowdy Piper Who we saw a couple episodes ago He's back with his main screen He's Elizabeth And they have got some stuff going on So why don't we go ahead I try not to I think there's going to be a lot of video A lot of of sort of visual representations Because I can talk about these things But I think it's better if I just show you So let's go to the Unified Remote app So let's see what Macho Man's up to since the last time we saw
2: him. I've got something to say to the zillions of people all around the world.
1: I don't know why you don't have a suit like that, by the way.
2: And I've also got something to say to Elizabeth.
1: Maybe. Come on, you can do it, Randy. Roddy Piper and Vince McMahon are on commentary. Elizabeth! Elizabeth. He's <laughs> got a great voice.
3: Elizabeth, <laughs> I love you. Oh my goodness, he's getting. Second terms, It looks to me like he. All right, I, I think he.
2: She's too beautiful. Not now. Don't walk. I gotta help him. Get
3: down on your knees! Yes!
2: Elizabeth, will you marry me? <laughs> we, don't an we don't have an answer. We don't have
3: an answer.
1: So, there you have it. Yeah. So, now they're engaged. They got engaged live in the ring, uh, a proposal, way better than any shitty basketball proposal where somebody's up in the stands. This is inside the wrestling ring. You got 15,000 people. Get on your knees, Macho Man. Like, pretty good, right?
0: It's pretty good. Uh
1: (laughs) So, not only did he propose in the ring, but you'd be shocked to find that they actually were married in no, the ring no. as well. And that, that marriage, that ceremony took place at the following pay-per-view known as SummerSlam in what was billed as the match made in heaven. And so we're not going to watch, but I'll at least kind of show you a little bit of it. I'm not going to subject you to it, but let's just say, I hope that, you know, when you and Greta eventually tie the knot, I just hope you have a similar sort of aesthetic in but- mind. Yeah. Because I can, I can, I bet cl- she does. I can close my eyes mm. and I can picture you in Macho Man's garb. Uh, I'll post a picture on our social media just so everybody, you know, can, can see the same visual that I have. Now, between you and me, they were already married in real life. So this was uh. all just for kind of for show and for pomp and for circumstance. But, uh, but yeah, it was like a full blown wedding ceremony in the middle of the ring. It went on for like a really long time. But as you and I both know, a couple of 30 year old men. Yeah best part of a wedding is not the ceremony. It's the party after the ceremony. So why don't we go ahead? We'll take a look at the wedding reception. What do you say? I, please. Okay. All right. Deal. In the spirit of this romantic occasion, Gene Ogle right, delivered right, the ceremonial you toast.
0: Please.
3: It is my pleasure to salute, raise your glasses high, as we toast the new bride and groom, Mister and Mrs. Macho. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Macho.
1: This is beautiful. This, be is, this is This We're was aired. This takes me back. Summary. Yeah, I bet it does. scutting
0: <laughs> of the cake. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yes, this was aired this on was, their. This was aired This before, was on their yeah.
0: TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. The cake is that... me first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's <what> you expect. <laughs>
2: Me first. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like a normal wedding. like Yes, yeah, like, it's normal ass wedding. Yeah, As
3: I got to tell you, I have been ah. to a lot of weddings in my life, but right. I don't think I have ever seen anything... Quite as beautiful
2: as your union and marriage. I right there. Randy, nice no, ribbon really. right there. Randy, right you to wait. Not going to wait Randy, for nothing. Come on, you're supposed to wait Got a blender, yeah. <laughs> <Get> a
3: blender. Yeah. <laughs> Put together a few cocktails. And <laughs> it's in there right, right there. I got a about. blender right oh, here. Randy, That's great.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. Randy, we need uh-huh. to wait. We're going to make out like bandits right now. Uh-huh. Very good. Elizabeth, oh, open up like this. Who I got, got this me this one That, that was going.
3: fantastic, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Is that gorgeous?
2: Candlefish. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah.
3: By the way, Elizabeth, I that like. wedding dress is just, well, it's Next just Next time, send
2: money. Aha. No, that's all right. I'm just kidding right there. Yeah. Open up a present. Then, oh, there, um, what should have yeah. been the happy conclusion you know, to this, this perfect, this perfect this occasion? Be it's like an animal planet, like this. Yes. I'm gonna oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save the weapon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh my little princess.
3: to perpetrate such an act of infamy.
1: Wow. All right. Let me take a look. So, much like with our matches, yeah. I, I made some notes here so we can recap for the audience. So, with the wedding <laughs> reception opens with the Fast Fingers Orchestra. Ryan, real quick. So, weddings. Do you have an opinion on live band versus DJ? Uh, DJ. DJ? Yeah. Why is that? I mean, I'm I'm the same way, but why? Why do you? I'm say that? I'm not a live band person in general, so DJ. I I like the idea of not being limited for uh you know what what your what your options what your choices are you know and yeah. live bands that's that's you know expensive. Yeah, I'm a more humble man. Um, let's see. So we had the narration from Lord Alfred, Uh, you mentioned. It was just, (laughs) it's like planet Earth. It was like David Attenborough Mm -hmm. uh, narrating the situation. I like Bobby Heenan being so sad as he walks down uh, to kind of do the congratulations, just shaking his head and rain. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, get him with the hell out of here. Uh, Introduced as Mr. and Mrs. Macho a couple times, uh, which is just good. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing. Uh, I wish Mean Gene Oakland emceed my wedding. I have that as a note here. Uh, I think he'd be a great wedding MC uh, in any situation. We have the cake cutting, <laughs> which Macho Fine. St- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me Look first. <laughs> Uh, the bouquet toss, but yeah, pretty pretty standard uh, stuff. I wasn't sure where I was going. I was watching it. <laughs> it's pretty reception. Yeah, pretty difficult. And then they start opening the gifts. So uh, Elizabeth keeps saying, "Randy, we need to wait, Randy." But Randy, he's just too damn excited. Uh, they get a blender. They get some candlesticks. They get some kind of vase. Macho Man yells at them to save money, send money next time. I think my favorite bit of that whole thing is right before the climactic scene with the, the gift opening from Elizabeth. Uh, Macho Man, I'm going to save the ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's the kind of guy you want to give gifts to. He's very excited about the blender and the candlesticks. And
1: Yes. And, so uh, I, I'm glad, not that you're going down this track, but the Macho Man character, the thing that I love about it so much is that the Macho Man character is just like, it's like dog. It's, it's very impulsive. It's very instinctive. Like whatever is in front of him, like that has a hundred percent of his attention at that given moment in time. And then when it's diverted, it's diverted a hundred percent. Like there's no thought or pre-planning or anything. It's just reaction, reaction, reaction. I think it's. It's That's
0: how you gotta be when you (laughs) accept the
1: compliments. Hundred percent in the moment. Like. I mean, he probably doesn't get as many. I mean, maybe that day he got yeah. he reached his thousand compliment quota, the Ryan Murphy standard. But uh, but ordinarily, probably not so much. And so then Liz opens the gift, and it's snake time. Uh, so Undertaker. It's I don't a know. New if,
0: snake wasn't the. Uh...
1: No, it was not the python. Right. Uh, we'll talk about the python in just a bit. But it was a uh, some sort of cobra uh undertaker and jake the snake roberts attack randy savage jake threatens liz with the snake uh you probably didn't recognize him but the guy that showed up with the blonde curly hair that was sid justice he's actually been in a match that we watched back in episode 20 he basically killed one of the job guys uh and just murdered them in like two minutes yeah i like him (laughs) like
0: a good guy
1: He's a good dude. But yeah, the scene ends with Undertaker and Jake exiting. Uh, Liz is crying. So that kind of brings it in with the Rumble saga. So we have, you know, Ric Flair in the first two episodes. And then last episode, we had the Undertaker and the Undertaker also is playing a little bit of a factor into our our episode here today as well. So kind of all these different threads all coming together uh, over the course of these four episodes here. So... As far as Jake and Undertaker goes, they, they form this unholy alliance of, of evil guys. Uh, so over the next couple months after what we just saw, that wedding reception, uh, Jake is going to continue to taunt and antagonize Macho Man Randy Savage. And he's, the reason he's doing it is because he knows that Macho Man has been forced into retirement, so he, cannot, he can't wrestle. He can't, he can't fight. He's basically done. And what so
0: happened to Macho Man at the wedding? He was just out,
1: they'd like drag him off somewhere. Well, so Undertaker hit him in the head with the urn, right. and so he's presumably unconscious while all the rest of the shit's happening. <laughs> he just let
0: that slide for the next couple of months. <laughs> well,
1: he, he can't he can't do anything. He's barred from competition. So he he if he if he does anything, then he's fired is essentially the, the verdict that's being laid down. Uh. And so you don't you don't handle your your shit in the WWF legally. You you do it in the ring.
0: You do it in the ring. Not you do in it in streets. the streets.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Not in the streets. Not like fucking cavemen. <laughs> um, so, with all that said. I think it's time. I'm going to spring a little tiny surprise on you here, Ryan. No, not a big one. Not a Tony's not emerging from the uh-huh. door or anything like that. We have two matches we're going to watch here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is the two are directly tied in together, so there's not going to be any, any eyeball sweating or any long extended sort of uh, uh, conversations setting up each of these matches. They are directly tied in one after the other. So our first match that we're going to watch is Jake the Snake Roberts, who we've seen a couple times, Versus Bob Werner. So, <clears throat> regarding Jake the Snake, we last saw him back in episode 23. Which, according to our list, uh, that match is a blindfold match against Rick the Model Martel. It is ranked 28 out of 30. You really, really love it. That was a terrible it. match. <laughs> How dare. That was uh, awful. Awful. Well, we're going to see if Jake can redeem himself in your eyes here today. Uh, so... In that time between the blindfold match that we that we saw back in episode twenty three and and now and when he's storming into people's wedding receptions, Jake has managed to keep himself somewhat busy. You asked about the snake, his giant python, Damien. How come he doesn't have that anymore? Uh, his giant python, Damien, was squished to death by a four hundred pound man. That's... <laughs> We're not going to get squished into to death is not. <laughs> yeah, I expected more of like a technical like. Uh, you would think, but no, it was Swiss just, to death. it was sat on with a lot of force by a 400 pound man. Is it true? No, it was a storyline. Okay. Yeah, please. no, they did not murder a snake in the middle of the ring, unfortunately. Well, I they know. brought a snake in the middle of the ring, <laughs> so like, I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. So we're not going to get into that story. Maybe eventually we'll circle back around to it, but. Since that had happened, uh Jake is now fully entrenched as an evil heel. So he kind of went off the deep end a little bit after his snake after died. He lost the snake. He lost the snake, yeah. and then he's kind of turning evil. Which he always had. He sort of had like this evil sort of bent, but he was always kind of on the side of good. But now he's fully entrenched and he's aligned himself with The Undertaker and they're kind of a bunch of evil bastards now, uh, is is what's going on. So he's replaced that huge python Damien with various cobras as his main tactic of intimidation. And so as all this is going on, he's continuing to goad the macho man. Randy Savage, meanwhile, uh, he's been petitioning to be reinstated as a wrestler. He's trying to get his mandatory retirement revoked. So he can finally get even with Jake Roberts. So Jake the Snake was set to captain his own team at Survivor Series 1991. So that's the same event from two episodes ago with Ric Flair versus Roddy Piper uh, on their teams. Uh, But the opposing team's captain, so he had uh, Jake Roberts on one team. The other team's captain, Sid Justice, the man who ran in with the chair to help save Randy and Elizabeth. He was out with an injury, so he got hurt. And so that left that team a man down. Savage was desperate to fill that spot. Uh, And if Savage is usually the most high-strung and and emotional man on the planet, as we've talked about, imagine how he's reacting after having his wedding reception crash. So he's very on edge during this whole period. Uh, So what they did, they conducted some fan votes on the 900 line, so he had to pay to vote. I never did. (laughs) But but presumably a lot of people did. Uh, And they had all sorts of other ways that fans would be supporting the reinstatement of Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, But at this time, the Macho Man's petition was still under review by WWF President Jack Tunney, who we saw briefly in our last episode. Uh, so while this review was taking place, Tunny had put Macho Man on probation, stating that if Macho Man got physical with any wrestler, he would be terminated from the WWF. So, so Macho Man's got to play it cool until he gets that formal reinstatement to being an active wrestler. So with all that in play, Jake was set to compete against Bob Werner. Uh, Bob Werner is from Wichita, Kansas. That's all that I could find out about him. His hair is cool. He's got a neat mullet. Uh, And that's about it about Bob Werner. Any questions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sums it up.
1: Yeah, pretty much sums it up. So your record, as it stands right now, before we watch this match, uh, 15 and 15. So you ended season one with a 500 record. Uh, Could he have flipped a coin for every match and come out exactly the same? He probably could have, ladies and gentlemen, but he didn't.
0: I'm sure sure there was some some (laughs) bullshit in there. (laughs)
1: Can you name one bullshit for me, just off the top of your head? <laughs> oh,
0: la- I think last week was bullshit. Like, was it? Oh, the Undertaker versus Hulk. I think so. If I remember correctly, it was some bullshit.
1: Uh, well, you are in a three-match losing streak going into the beginning of season two, but I think I have a good feeling about uh, this this next match for you. Just, uh, just a hunch. Uh, so, anything else that we should make sure to uh, address before we watch Jake the Snake versus Bob Warner uh, here today, Ryan?
0: I don't think so. I think I'm right.
1: <laughs> what are you stomping around? I'm just for?
0: making noise here, yeah. We're going back to season one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's regressed, ladies and gentlemen. I got the stress ball over here. We got the elf on the shelf. It's watching Ryan. Uh, all right, well we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll play some audio clips from the match. will uh, come we'll come back with our thoughts. Thank you very much, everybody. Be right back. Hello, Markomaniacs. It's Eric, your host, and I hope that you are enjoying the very first episode of Hard Mark Season 2. But I also wanted to let you know that I recently had the pleasure of guesting on another equally fun, equally scientific, equally entertaining podcast called Move Over. Move Over is a podcast concerning all things fitness and movement culture, and being the icon of fitness that I am, it only stands to reason that the illustrious host of Move Over, personal trainer Beth Hanson, would recruit yours truly to come aboard the program and discuss pro wrestling. On episode 12, Beth and I had the pleasure of discussing my current fitness routine, or lack thereof, some ways that a Fitbit can get you in trouble with your significant other, and we book a wrestling pay-per-view. That's right, your boy is booking the territory, kid, so watch out because someone may hear it, and I may just get poached for my keen wrestling mind. You never know. And even if you don't like me, she's interviewed beer brewing experts, art teachers, and I learned that if you put garlic in your yoni, it can actually clear up some ugly business down there. Who knew? So check out Move Over everywhere you can find your favorite podcast. It's got the hard mark stamp of approval and tell Beth that Eric sent ya.
3: Snake Roberts and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Again, we warn you, this is very graphic footage. For those of you who are underage my or a bit my squeamish, my you, my squeamish my you do my not
2: my want to see
3: this footage. The winner this out, oh, he's hey. looking over this way. Wait a minute, he's got the microphone in his hand.
2: Hey! Yeah, you with the orange hat up there. Talking about Macho Man! I'm looking at you... And I'm thinking to myself, here's a man that used to be a real man, ignore but him. obviously he's grown a little soft, hiding behind the just skirt of a him. woman. Macho. So so just So I tell lappin. you what, Macho man, why don't you see digging Barney Piper's skirt? Oh, boy.
3: Now you take it easy, Roddy Piper, oh, too. He's Wait standing ahead.
2: up. Macho. He's standing up. Well, of... isn't that something? Boy, you look oh, real so good I... in pink too. I might tell you that. I'm just get yeah, let them make you think think. stop. Don't let All them right, let okay. you go. Just a closer look. So close to be reinstated. There are two things, ladies and gentlemen, stopping him from coming in here. One is common sense, and the other is fear. Fear is what he has for me. You are nothing but a gutless, yellow, stinking coward with no sense in the world to step your feet right in here. No. Come on. No, Come on, old do man. Don't official. Trying to get Randy
3: Savage from there. You're don't don't throw Oh, no. Don't throw He's, He's going to He's close. Wait a minute. Jake Rommel for the Oh Down goes Randy Savage. Take the snake, Robert. Look at that. Look at that. Roberts with the king cobra. Fuck no. That's the creepiest looking snake I've ever seen in my life. He's got it too close to it. Look, keep it away from it. That snake is... Wait a minute. The snake is... Oh, the snake is fighting him. The snake is fighting him. I'm out of here. Piper on his way to get some help to sink his mowing on the arm of Randy Savage who's helpless tied in the rope. All I can say is that snake better be minimize.
1: It better be. We're back. So here's some good news. Here's some good news. Ryan is officially back to his winning ways. He is at a 16-15 and 15 record. He broke his three-match losing streak because... He successfully guessed the winner of that match between Jake the Snake, Roberts, and Bob Werner. Who would have suspected, but Jake the Snake won. So you're back in the in the winner's column. How do you feel about that, Ryan? Good. Good? I feel good. Did you flip a coin to determine who's going to win that match, or you just sort of instinctively knew? Instinctively. Like snake instincts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. So let's talk a little bit what happened in that match. So. Let's take a look at the notes. So Jake the Snake Roberts makes his entrance. Macho Man very intense on commentary. Uh he and Piper are sort of playing off each other. Well, what did you think of the commentary? Can you tell the difference between like Macho Man is a pretty distinctive voice. I think it's obvious when he's talking. But can you tell the difference between like Piper and McMahon when they're? Yeah. We can. Know? Yeah. Did you like it, the commentary? Yeah. Obviously it got a little bit more frantic towards the end. It was, it was evolved. Which we'll we'll delve into, but uh But I I thought it was appropriate, the franticness. Jake the Snake's got his black glove on. We will see in just a bit why he has that black glove. Uh, Roberts on offense quickly, hits the short-arm clothesline. DDT covers Bob Warner, wins the match. Uh, About 45 seconds, I'd say, give or take. Probably the shortest match that we've watched so far. Uh, But again, Ryan did successfully predict our winner, which is good. And that's when the real action starts. So just full disclaimer, uh, we did actually... Uh, talk for a while. Uh, we did not actually push the record. I think it's a shared responsibility. It's a shared responsibility. It's a shared responsibility uh, for both Ryan and myself. Uh, we we forgot <laughs> we, to <laughs> we, hit, <laughs> we forgot to All hit the right. record button. So we've actually talked about some of these things. So I'm not going to ask you to, to reprise. I don't uh, know
0: if I can bring the same passion again. To
1: you. I ho- hope you fucking don't. Because if you do, <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the balls. Yeah. Basically. So... Here's the short version of, of what actually happened in the aftermath the of this match. And I encourage everybody who's listening to this, if you have never seen this before, if you don't know what this is, I encourage you to seek this out. And I will actually post a link to our social media. So essentially what happens is, Jake the Snake calls out Macho Man, who is again on probation. Macho Man goes out to the ring. He spits at Jake, who actually, which this is something that came up when we were talking about it. You're always complaining about how when people spit on each other, it does not immediately lead to a violent confrontation. This did.
0: I I just said like wrestlers spit on each other a lot.
1: Well, no, yeah. Well, you you have, you have said what? that, but you have also said that like. It's a it's a in real life in yeah. like a real life it's yeah. a fight. Like if you spit right. on somebody, right, you're, right. you're yeah. expecting yeah. a fight. That's exactly what happened here. Macho Man spit at Jake. Okay, Jake immediately put the microphone down and like ambushed. He did. He <laughs> Randy did. Savage from behind. So from that perspective, brilliant fucking psychology. But anyway, uh Jake gets the leg up on Macho. Not the not the Ryan leg up, but the the actual f- turn of phrase leg up. <laughs> so he, he pounces on Macho, ties up Macho Man in the ropes, pulls out the biggest King Cobra I have ever seen. I would say that this had to be like a... It's
0: getting fucking bigger every time you like talk about it. Like. We're Stop. still
1: talking about the Cobra? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 12 feet, right? Is that reasonable? Was it? It was longer. Jake is pretty tall. Jake's I felt like, like it, six, it was not six. that big
0: of a snake. Like it was like it just like it got up on its little cobra, you know how they, they sit up Yeah and they perk their head up. Yes. It like it wasn't that long. Like the other snake was bigger, girthier.
1: What the python? Yeah. Yeah, because pythons are girthier. That's because they constrict. But it you.
0: made more of an impact on TV.
1: You saw a python, it was just a bigger can you, bulkier Can you refrain from shitting all over my childhood for like <laughs> a minute and a half You're and just, then and then you can do it. Okay. You're just okay. Just trying to
0: rain things in here.
1: There's like, no raining necessary because your view on this whole thing <laughs> is wrong. So there's no raining whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's just me speaking truths, and then you can pepper in your bullshit after I'm <laughs> okay. actually telling what really happened here. So it's about like a 10 to 12 foot snake, cobra huge for a cobra, gigantic for a fucking cobra. Could have been
0: 15 to 16 feet for a while.
1: I don't know. It's possible, but it's big. Anyway. Are you done? Macho Man's tied up in the ropes. He can't get out. And then Jake the Snake takes his cobra. The cobra latches onto Macho Man's arm. It gnaws on his forearm for a good 60 seconds or so, while Macho Man's just like basically oh shit, oh fuck, like his eyes closed, like, ah, this is horrible, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. There's a point where Jake starts shaking the snake to, in real life, to try and get it off, but in the storyline, it's basically like he's pissing the snake off more and just starts getting deeper and deeper and sinking its teeth in more and more. And then finally... Macho Man gets out. He's acting like he's been poisoned. He's like flailing all the ring and shit. Uh, Eventually, they get Macho Man out. They take him out in a stretcher, and then Jake and the snake are laughing together in the ring. Ha, 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 ha. So that's basically what happened. But it's fucking nuts. Everybody listening to this, before Ryan, (laughs) here's what I ask you to do. If you do nothing else, (laughs) if you do nothing else, pause after I finish telling you about this. Before Ryan shits all over it. And, and watch it for yourself and then make an informed, educated decision about this. Because he and I have diverging opinions <laughs> about uh. everything to do with this storyline and this whole angle that played out here today. But I think it's fucking incredible. I think it's nuts. Granted, it could never, ever, ever happen today. But the idea of just this snake gnawing on a human being's arm is insane to wasn't me wasn't even like really gnawing on it he's give them a chance to pause <laughs> ryan i said give him a chance yeah, to like, pause fucking
0: chewing on his arm like he just kind of it did chew he just bite. He, he bites down he clamps down one time that's all you see he's just kind of no he
1: that's might, factually he wrong might
0: want at one point kind of like try to regrip. that was about it
1: no no, snakes have little teeth. They have like they don't just have the two like fangs. they have actual teeth. It's yeah, they latch on.
0: That's what he, he latched he just latched onto this guy's arm.
1: Okay. For all new listeners of Hardmark, Ryan Murphy is not a snake expert, although he may appear to be one based on how authoritatively he speaks about them. But I guarantee you, he doesn't know fucking shit about snakes. Go on, tell us more about latching, Ryan. Do you have anything else to say about snake behavior and latching and their mating rituals, seeing as how you know so fucking much about them? Oh, (laughs) I'm just saying
0: that he was, he was like, Eric makes it seem like he was fucking having a snack on this guy's arm. He was! like fucking chomping down in several, like...
1: He goddamn was!
0: (laughs) Just latched on then He
1: He wasn't, okay. If he was
0: gnawing on his fucking arm, he would have got a chance to pull the snake off, because the snake would have to open his mouth. To
1: hear Ryan say it, he's basically sucking on Macho Man's forearm like a, like a nursing infant That's on a breast. That's kind of
0: the impression that I got.
1: Fucking bullshit, Ryan! He was bleeding! It drew blood! A fair amount of blood! But
0: not that much. A little bit of blood. It was inappropriate. An you, you only saw it like afterwards. And again... <laughs> I, when I just, do you expect to I see it, Ryan? I would just refer you back to any of the 30 fucking matches we've watched. There's been way more blood in any of those matches than after a a man's been bitten by a by a 20-foot cobra
1: the va- now you're doing it the vast majority of the matches that we have watched have not had blood in them
0: but There's, the ones that have have had more blood than this
1: it's not even about the blood it's, it's about the insanity of you made snake. it
0: about the blood
1: Tell everyone your bullshit. How much would you do it for? I would
0: do twenty five hundred dollars. Like no, no, really, no question. I it was venomized Like bullshit on that. I'd fucking do it. Yeah.
1: If you if a snake that big got in front of you, you your balls would like <laughs> suck up into your body, and you would be like, nope, I'm not going to do it anymore.
0: <laughs> would I've ever done that?
1: I, <laughs> there's a big difference between a twelve foot king cobra. <laughs> And Tony Tate showing up with a kendo stick. There's a world of difference, my friend.
0: Well, you have to go based on my reputation. That's. There's
1: Just nothing, there's nothing I'd love more. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd really like to see how much fucking blood it can get out of you, pal. Anyway, as far as our match ranking, yeah. which we have to do, uh, is there anything? Are, so. Again, we kind of already talked about this already. This is sort of us re, re-discussing this subject. So if it sounds like I'm pissed off already going into this, that's the reason why. Uh, but Ryan has decided he wants to rank this 17 out of 31. Which I don't even think it's a bad rating. I'm
0: surprised you're so upset about this. 17? 17. 17. It made it into...
1: It's one of the, the greatest storylines of all time, Ryan. And you're rating it like below. Again. Okay. Let's see what pieces of shit you rated it below. Let's <laughs> see here. Uh, okay. So you rated it below last, uh, two weeks ago, Team Piper versus Team Flare, which again, you have no, you have no memory of that match. You couldn't name one, even after you watched it, you couldn't name one good thing about it besides, Oh, Roddy Piper was in a poster. He fought off four men. That was pretty cool. That was pretty fucking cool. That match lasted 40 fucking minutes and nothing (laughs) happened. And I don't even hate that match, but it was so fucking boring. What did I
0: rank it? 13?
1: Nine! (laughs) It was ranked nine! (laughs) Chris... (laughs) Ah! Chris Champion versus Don Valentine, one of the worst squash matches of all fucking time. The guy couldn't even hit a goddamn Karate Kid crane kick, and you ranked that five. This whole rating is bullshit, Ryan. It's all bullshit. I
0: just, this, this, uh, just didn't get me. The way, and also it was, uh, I know, it's the way he's tied up in the ring. It just, like, you know. You,
1: you what
0: you complimented it you were
1: like that's a cool move
0: it was but i thought you were gonna get out of it <laughs> it's a nice temporary move that's but he just like he just rested there while the snake got to him like
1: jake hit him more so that he was dazed uh, from being hit ryan gotcha i do not co-sign on this rating this is all you send i will i, I will direct all hate mail and there should be lots <laughs> Lots of hate messages. Direct them towards Ryan Murphy. Do not direct them towards me because this he's literally pulling down his pants and jerking it all over my childhood right now. He's dry tugging all over eight year old Eric and I fucking hate it. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think, yeah, it sums up how you feel. That's a yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you, so dude! I like there's been one other match, and I don't. I didn't get this reaction, but it was.
1: You're just an idiot. <laughs> just <so> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I can say to make you not an idiot, but it's like you're uh, you just think so highly of the dumbest shit. And when I show you something that's, like, insane and fucking ridiculous, you're just like, oh, I would do that for, like, $2,000 and a pair of fucking roller skates or some shit. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. You're just so dumb sometimes. <laughs> no matter how much I try to, like, show you cool shit, you just insist on being an asshole and a piece of shit. <laughs> I feel for anger to be the most sad. Like... <laughs> I'm in the acceptance <laughs> yeah. phase of this. It's like I went from uh. anger to acceptance, just like, okay, Ryan just yeah. fucking sucks sometimes. <laughs> uh. I just got shitty Ryan on, on the opening of season two of all the places. Uh. He's, he's single handedly ruining the Rumble saga. Okay. So after that match, Macho Man does get reinstated. So Jack Tunney's like, mm, I'm going to bring you back now. Uh, But he's not cleared to compete at the Survivor Series. So he's not going to be leading a team against Jake's team. Instead, they schedule a match for this Tuesday in Texas, which is the same show uh, that the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan match from last episode took place on. So all these different storylines are kind of running concurrently to each other. And so that is what brings us to our second match that we're going to be watching here today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Which is a grudge match. Between Jake the Snake Roberts and Macho Man Randy Savage. And snakes have been officially barred from Jake Roberts' corner. So hopefully we never, ever have to talk about snakes. And I never have to be lectured by Ryan uh, acting as if he knows about snakes ever again. And so that's going to be under the order of Jack Tutty. Uh, and so that'll be our second match that we watch here today. Okay. Anything Anything else worth I mentioning? I think we
0: covered it. Twice now.
1: Do you want to say anything else about how when I was like eight years old that, uh, you know, I was a piece of shit or, you know, something? You've <laughs> said all I need to say. I think yeah. you have to. I agree. So let's go <laughs> ahead. Let's take one more pause. Uh, we'll play some clips of that match. We'll come back with our thoughts uh, to close out episode one of season two, a.k.a. episode 26 of the Hard Mark podcast. Be right back. Oh, my- And guess what? Ryan accurately predicted the second match here today uh, between Macho Man Randy Savage and Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, But before we talk about uh, the winners and losers, let's take a look at the old notes. so we saw a lot. So, so some of it may have been lost in the shuffle. Uh, but there's that, there's that opening Jake the Snake Roberts promo uh, where he's talking about uh, Elizabeth mm-hmm. and like her eyes being so, so scared, so intent. Like he, Jake the Snake, could have been a fantastic actor in like a different universe and like a different life, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he, he he's kind of disgusting. Like. <laughs>
1: You can see it. Uh, He's so good at like that character. And I uh, don't know that he could be, you know, like a leading man, a Matthew McConaughey sort of figure. But it's like just a convincing piece of shit who you just think is completely corrupt and just evil. He just plays that to a T. It's just a fantastic, fantastic promo. And and there is the bit which, of course, comes into play later where he essentially blames – President Jack Tunney, anything that I do is your fault because you banned the snake from the corner. So Oh, I miss that. Well, I mean, you you were there. You didn't necessarily miss it. It's just you didn't realize the importance of what he was mm. saying in the moment until you go back and you're like, "Oh shit, he was basically saying this is your fault," which is of course total bullshit heel bad guy stuff. And then uh, Macho Man his promo Macho Man's promo Like, all of his promos, not just the ones that we saw here today. Any other human being on the planet saying those words in the way that he said it would not, like, it would sound completely disingenuous. Macho Man just being nuts, like, in real life. And he's able to carry off these promos in a way that no one else possibly could. Where you're just like, you know what? I know that I've never met anyone like that, but I absolutely believe that he—he is that. That is not that far away from who that human being truly is. Again, my takeaway, Ryan. Do you do you want to you know? Something like (laughs) like he (laughs) he is. No doubt. You've spent a fair amount of time seeing Macho Man, hearing Macho Man at this point. I mean, we've yeah. seen him in a few episodes. See? I liked
0: him. I, I like his character. Like,
1: Do you like Macho Man? I do. I just, I just I do. like that he's so tunnel visioned. Like, yeah. he's always just so... Fo- and the characters of Jake versus Randy, it works so well because they're so different. Like, you have Jake the Snake, who's very cunning, very calculated. Like, everything mm-hmm. that he does has a plan involved, whereas Macho Man is absolutely not that yeah. like he's the absolute complete opposite of it and so i think that's why their feud works so well is because you can see those two personalities sort of bouncing off of each other and having problems
0: yeah that's why i call it so quickly i thought like he was so he's so passionate about like what he said you know like right he's, he's right he's, he's very into like even after the match i was like holy shit like
1: <laughs> yes he's <it'd> crazy <laughs> like, he's a fucking yeah. madman yeah But yeah, so then that leads to the match. So (laughs) Macho Man's promo, it was the whole storyline. Do I Did I love that first match? Yes. Do I love this other match equally? Yes, I do. Because the whole thing, it just makes logical sense. Like, is it a wrestling match? It is, sort of. But it's really just like, I want to fight and kill this man. Like, that's really the story of this whole thing is this guy, I want to fucking murder. And so he hears what he's... Doing this promo with Mean Gene backstage, he hears Jake the Snake Robert's music. So he's like, I think that's Jake the Snake Robert's music that I hear. Maybe Date with Destiny. Date with... And he runs... Trust me. Yeah, trust me. And he runs out. And then it cuts to the arena where Jake's kind of like talking into the camera, just like, I'm going to fucking kick his ass. And then you just hear the roar of the crowd and a spotlight just slowly go... Well, not slowly, but... A medium speed going up the aisle, and it's Macho Man hauling ass, just ambushing Jake from behind and just commencing to beat the shit out of him. Which we haven't seen before. We've never seen anyone so enraged that they could not help themselves. They couldn't wait for their music. And then they
0: ring the bell. And then they (laughs) ring the bell.
1: I mean, I think the referee, from a storyline standpoint, is just like, "Well, fuck it. Uh, This is just what's happening. (laughs) Ring the goddamn bell. I'm not getting in the middle of all this." Um, And I think I commented to you during the match about this. The offense was 95% punches to the face and scratches and like clawing at eyes and noses and stuff, which from a visual standpoint, it's not the most impressive thing. But at the same time, like if I'm watching a, a match between two people that I'm supposed to believe genuinely hate each other. There should not be a lot of headlocks. There should not be a lot of complicated leg holds. Like, it really should be, I'm going to punch you in the face as many times as possible because I want to fucking kill you. I agree. <laughs> and so I thought that this got that across uh, very well. So Macho Man was on the offense for a while, um, tears at his face, blah, 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 a lot of chokes, et cetera. Uh, eventually, Jake kind of cuts him off and like he throws him over the top rope to sort of Give himself a breather and, and kind of settle things down a little bit. Uh, shortly afterwards, that's when Jake throws Macho into the corner. You can see Macho Man sort of selling the arm that got chewed on by the snake. Laugh it up. Yeah, chuckles just- over there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then eventually starts, like, tearing at the bandages. And that was another part that you seemed to enjoy was, like, the big blood stain from the bandages. <laughs> so subtle. <laughs> so subtle. Remember... And I know I mentioned, in fact, I think I mentioned this the last time we watched a Macho Man match. You're not just playing to the front row or to the camera. You're playing to everybody in that arena. So everything that you're doing needs to be obvious to the person in the 300 level of the arena. So while it may seem ha- heavy handed to us watching on TV where you have all these zoom ins and stuff like that, you, again, you have to make sure that everything's understandable to all, you know, 15, 20,000 people in the arena. Makes sense. So there you go. Uh, Let's see here. Not a lot of moves. There was the inverted atomic drop. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, There was a bit where Savage, I don't know if he was like throwing a punch at the cameraman or the ref, but I'm not really sure what was going on there. Um, (laughs) I wrote down one of the lines that Bobby Heenan said. If a lot of guys had stayed single, they wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> they
0: were great in this match. They were really fucking good. Like, that was.
1: This is my favorite commentary team of all time. I grew up on Gorilla Monsoon, who I have a sticker of on my mini fridge, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. They are magic together because they just bounce off each other so well. Uh, and Bobby the Brain was just so quick witted with everything wow. that he said. I just, I, I love that team. They were good for sure uh <laughs> at this point I wrote down the note uh match of passion
0: yeah I think there was like a hit in there where it just felt like like passionate like you like kept a swift kick. The abs, like oh yeah, yeah. I, I just couple of swift
1: uppercuts like right to the abs. <laughs> it seemed like they some matt drama yeah some matches of passion yeah yeah that's how we're kicking off season two of hardmark you guys we're this is the the season of passion a lot of passion that you're gonna hear both uh over the airwaves in your ears. Uh, we're going to bring you the audio cream, and it's going to be a very passionate cream in your ears. Uh, and me and Ryan are going to get passionate together. Uh, we didn't see the leg up, but we did see the knee up. There's a knee up. There's a variation of the leg up, and then little the end of the match. So it was a relatively quick match. I'd say the match itself took I don't know ten minutes, something like that. Um, but Jig goes for the DDT. Savage counters. Savage kind of backs him into the corner. Jake really sells the ribs. They're basically saying like, oh, I think he might have like a cracked rib. Like he basically just toppled over after being like, owie, owie, owie. And then Macho Man hits the big elbow, pins him one, two, three, and that's the end of the match. Which, again, I, Ryan did accurately predict. It was a good finish.
0: That was probably the best part of the match.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, like was, it was
0: off the ring, off the side of the ring, off the corner. You know, he, Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was A little it, ping pong ball action. It was nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, you know, the people in the upper deck, it was...
1: I think it was very it was very sudden. I don't think a lot of people were expecting it to nah, end that quickly nah. after like I oh you you sicked your pet snake on me you bastard and yeah. like they I think they expected a more long drawn well, out match.
0: Wouldn't you know <laughs> what they were about to fucking get?
1: But then yeah so so like that was probably half of the total time was the actual match itself and then we have the aftermatch. So Savage has that crazy Macho Man look in his eye. Uh, he goes to grab a chair, he gets yanked away, he shoves the guy, guy down on the floor, then he goes to grab the ring bell, and he really fucking shoved that timekeeper down hard
0: <laughs> Yeah, but he, he missed. Like his like that was that was the most frustrating part. He should have fucking like taken that thing and just finished him.
1: Just waffled waffled Jake oh, with it. He can you imagine
0: should. with like the sound of the bell too right across the head, like how <laughs> fucking
1: perfect that would have been? Like I've seen uh I've seen bell shots before. Yeah, it oh, is, I haven't. Mean, I wanted to fucking see one. i like, see if I can find one some yeah, someplace. But be. uh so yeah, but he goes for the bell and then the so the referee, which is again like the whole structure of this match was so good. I love this fucking match so much because everything makes sense. So, like, Macho Man is going to Kill Jake with the ring bell, basically, is what's going to happen. The referee is basically like, the match is over, but I need to make sure that these men don't kill each other. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold on to this bell and try and yank it out of Macho Man's hands. Macho Man is distracted, and while that happens, Jake grabs him by the head, plants his head right into the mat, DDT, and so now both guys are basically out of commission for the moment. And so that gives Jake a chance to kind of... Re- get his bearings, you know. Get his marbles, et cetera. It was nice of the ref to
0: to do that. Very one sided. <laughs> fucking refs took
1: it, a stand. Like, it was cause, pretty cause shitty. He didn't
0: like really take a stand elsewhere. Like, <laughs> Drake, you, no, like, Jake, don't do it. Like, get <laughs> out of here, Jake.
1: We're done. It's our uh, it nice
0: of him to step up there.
1: Second DDT, which is again one of my, like this. The DDT was my favorite move as a kid. It just looked so brutal. And like in real life, if you could hit somebody with it, it would be. Uh, uh, it would kill them probably, but um. So referee tries to get him out. Jake finally makes his exit, but then as he's walking down the aisle, he stops. He smiles. Got a light bulb. Got a, nice. You could see the little light bulb. You could hear the ding yeah. in the crowd. He grabs the bag from under the ring. He did follow the letter of the law, although not the spirit of the law. The snake well, was not did. in the corner.
0: There's no snake in that
1: bag. Well, so, so, well, yeah, you're getting ahead of me a little bit, but yes. So, so, the, was, okay. Go the ahead. idea was oh, there wasn't a snake in the corner, but there was a snake under but the ring. The bag was like a, a foot.
0: It was a tiny bag.
1: No, it was a little bag. Like the snake from the actual biting angle yeah. would have not fit in the in the bag that we saw on that Yeah, it's
0: a tiny bag. I didn't understand the whole thing. I thought it was like a little animal like maybe a spite, like a tarantula. You
1: you did speculate it was a squirrel. Yeah, a squirrel, yeah. <laughs> uh. But it was a significantly smaller bag that the the big cobra wouldn't have fit. But he had also that tiny cobra that he was using at the wedding re- reception. So I think you're you're meant to believe that he is like a limitless number of snakes of all various sizes at his disposal. So uh so yeah, he tosses the bag in very casually. I love the referee immediately freaking up, out like, yeah. Oh yeah. fuck that was so scared I'm like yeah <laughs> never mind that shit here comes Mongo. They
0: haven't had a snake on the side of the fucking ring every like match he's done before and they're right. just fine with
1: it. Well this is a cobra it's different now now everyone knows that Jake's before he was just like draping the snake on him and it was like slither on them for a bit and then then wander off this now he's like okay Jake's yeah. gone off the deep end he's getting him to bite him. That was a good reaction um and so then which you also laughed at this but I thought this was a really nice touch. So Jake has his back to the entranceway, and he's, like, fucking with Randy, like, I'm going to get this snake to bite you again. And then Liz runs down. Jake's initial reaction is, oh, fuck, somebody's coming in to, like, get me from behind. And then when he sees it's Elizabeth, then a big smile goes across his face. Wow. So it's like a very Grinch like, smile, yeah. uh, like when he realizes that he has a plan to get all the who's and whoville.
0: We all saw his pre match, yeah, you know, like
1: <laughs> it's a nice reality, play, yeah. play off that. And so, then we have kind of the back and forth where Elizabeth is begging for Jake to stop, Jake is taunting Randy, he's also taunting Elizabeth, also uh, taunting the ref, also taunting the referee, some of the fans. <laughs> the macho mm-hmm. Man gets back to his feet. Eats another DDT. And this time, he makes a point to like, Liz, look right in my eyes. You watch me as I'm going to DDT your husband. And then he does it, of course. And so then he grabs the bag again. He unties it. Big production, uh, puts on his glove, starts yelling at Liz to start begging. You want to save his ass? You better start begging now. Do you love him? Do you? I can't stand that. Like, just, you know, read her the riot act. And then finally, grabs Liz by the hair. Pulls her up to her feet, kind of circles around a little bit and then slaps her in the face, which is the first time I can ever remember uh, Liz was ever struck by a wrestler in like, gosh, so this would have been 91, (laughs) seven years, something like that, Mm -hmm. six years. Like it was not... Uh, a thing that you saw so as soon as that happens that's when they, a second referee so now they yeah, have two yeah, yeah. and also president jack Tenney emerges uh to basically get him the fuck out of there at that point jake's like there is no snake in this bag and starts you know crossing his heart hopes to die i like the little point where and you may have missed this i'm not sure but after jack Tenney comes out so jake initially is like Puts his hand out to shake it. Jack's like, fuck you. Get the hell backstage. And he's like, there's no snake in this bag. And he pauses just long enough to spit at Randy and Liz before he walks. Oh, no, I didn't. know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. Nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had the post-match promos. So WWF, late 80s, early 90s. Very, very kid-friendly, by and large. This storyline was probably the edgiest thing that had happened I mean maybe ever I can't really think of anything but like watching Jake's promo it was like I mean, maybe not even borderline it was somewhat sexual like yeah. the thrill that he was getting from slapping a li- and like him just talking about it and like begging Randy like hey if we like next time we we cross paths bring her back again let yeah. me touch her again like yeah. that sort of thing like it hit, hit that nerve of like this guy's a fucking creep yeah and it really got at home the point of, Jesus, this guy's sick. And then there was the Macho Man promo, which where he's completely losing his mind. Like his his body is shutting down because he's so enraged where he just collapses. And again, anyone else doing that promo, it would just be ridiculous and it wouldn't make any sense. But like coming from him... It made perfect sense, and it was just so, such a good encapsulation of the Macho Man character, where he's just so enraged that he doesn't know what, so he's like hitting himself because he doesn't know what else to do with himself at that point, because he has no one else to take that uh, out on. So last little bit I want to say before we get to the ranking. I know, again, this is a long one, so this may not even need to be said. And again, this is more for my benefit than for yours. You're going to rank whatever you do. Obviously, you have your very highly scientific method that we've talked about. Uh, But here's why I think this story is so great, just for the benefit of the listeners. So you take a guy like Macho Man, who is presented as this manic, high-strung, just guy, like one of the most manic human beings on the planet. And then this natural enemy that he would have would be this cunning a uh, cunning person who'd be able to take advantage of that frenzied energy, which is, you know, Jake the Snake. So, um, and as far as the events that we saw here today, like, anyone who sees the bit with the snake biting him, like, it's like a train wreck where you're not able to take your eyes off of what's happening there. Like, you you want to see that play out because how often do you see a man being gnawed on by a snake? It's It's not, you know, a common occurrence. But then once you see the match and you see Jake slap Elizabeth that's something that anyone can relate to in their own lives and like imagine themselves being put in that position of like, what would you do if someone struck like a spouse or a significant other or a family member? You know, hopefully that's not something that people can relate to on a truly personal level, but I I can think that anyone can think of like, what would that be like if like someone hit or, or struck or something like a family member or somebody that I loved? And I think for the most part, the great stories, it just and you can apply this to wrestling, but it's just anything. The great stories are ones that we can take and relate back to ourselves. And I think that as over-the-top and outlandish as Macho Man is, you can watch this whole thing play out and you can relate to him. Which is insane that you can relate to this crazy human being. You can see this guy and like he's wearing a top hat or a cowboy hat with a feather sticking out of it. And like on the surface, like, okay, there's nothing about me that relates to Macho Man, but you see his reaction to this and you're just like, okay, like I, I can get that how you would just feel completely powerless, but just at the same time, fucking enraged to the point of just collapsing. And I think that speaks to how good the story is and how strong Macho Man's performance was. Uh, and so in closing, there is method acting, and then there's Macho Man Randy Savage, which is way above that, where you're willing to be not on by a snake. Uh, and with that said, let's rank that. Here's your list, sir. After that, after that, you're so passionate. After my soliloquy, yeah. after my soliloquy, twenty six. Just kidding. You don't uh, joke about that. Yeah. At a certain point, I would just like accuse you of being anti-Jake the Snake.
0: So this dispatch match was tough. <laughs>
1: Okay. Walk me through. I did, not,
0: I did not enjoy the match. Okay. I liked the storyline. I did. And I sure. was, I'm even...
1: And I think ca- that's what you I'm were meant. i kind of like
0: ready for the next one. After. Okay. But the match itself was very frustrating to watch. hmm It was slow. It was... I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Oh, I disagree. I don't think it was slow. There was plenty of the, action. The, okay. The, maybe it was like more like the after match was like... There was a lot
1: of, there were yes, yeah, so the aftermatch was, like, there were beats. There were I, big beats, but then you had, like, these lulls where you're just, but it, I thought it was, like, tension lulls and not, like, hurry up with this sort of lulls, in my opinion. Like, you're just kind of like, where the fuck is this going to go? Is, is he going to stick a snake on somebody? Is Elizabeth going to get bit with the snake? I thought that they were good pauses in the action because you weren't sure which direction things were going to go in. But that's just me. Do you need a refresher on anything? Do I need to tell you about what happened in a particular match or remind you of your feelings on a particular match?
0: Just match just didn't strike me in any way like, you know, so like like
1: Well, again, you're taking you're taking the whole, the sum uh, of its parts. So there is the match, there's yeah. also the aftermatch. And the commentary. Don't forget about the commentary. You really like the, the commentary. Commentary
0: was good. Commentary do, was good. I do like the commentary.
1: Yeah, but you it, always talk about how much you love commentary. Put your money where your mouth is, Ryan.
0: Oh man, this is tough. This is this tricky. This is a lot of pressure on this one. I feel. I mean, shouldn't be here.
1: (laughs) I mean, you might be cat. You might be replaced.
0: Can I help you? I'm just like I want to put it like pretty close to where the last match was. Like it, I just I needed more to. It needed a little bit more, but I don't, you know, I'm not just doing this. I'm, I'm trying to go where the,
1: whew, just hold, hold the fuck on. Hold, I'm not going to say anything. Hold the fuck on, Jesus. The promos also remember the promos. <laughs> promos were fucking good. Jake, the snake. Can we agree? Jake, the snake was, were those the best promos that you've seen in your opinion? The ones that Jake did or Macho Man for that matter. Either one. Mm. Some of th- the ones that we've seen. So we've seen Ric Flair, which is a completely different style. Of of I mean, as far as the material anyway, uh, his promos are, are definitely a lot different. Jake's more cerebral, Macho Man's more uh, I don't know emotional. I guess you could say. Uh, we've seen some Hulk, Hulk promos. I'm just I'm thinking like 15.
0: <laughs> That's where I feel right about putting this. I can't put it like any higher. Like I wouldn't be going with. Cap. I just, I, i'm feeling like 15 that's yeah can i see the list please yeah,
2: yeah.
1: so bumping rousey versus Charlottetown, <laughs> and right above the british bulldogs versus mick foley and les thornton squash match so below that so this match that we just watched which uh Featured some of the greatest promos of all time. and <laughs> There's some there's some very
0: frustrating aspects about this match. And it was towards the end. It's that slow, like, almost get up, but I'm still down. That fucking bothers me so much.
1: When are you just going to learn that that's part of the it thing? It just bothers me. So, if it bothers, you, it, <laughs> if it bothers you, then it bothers you. Bothers me. But, like... If things go too fast, the audience does not have time to register and process everything that's happening. So so that's the reason for these types of things. So just I know that it doesn't make you like it more, but that's like why it's happening. Are you breaking my equipment again, Ryan? No, it was fine. <laughs> Because if you rate both of these so fucking low, and then you break my microphones, we're gonna have problems on a two-front scale. Like it's I can right look there, over. It's
0: right there in the fucking middle. Like it's 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 in a fine place. It's in a fine place. It's just there was just some like I don't know. I don't know. Good storyline. That's what bumped it up. If it was just a normal match, it would have been rated a lot lower.
1: Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say about the match Ryan?
0: Is there another is there another part to this after like the next episode? Sarah.
1: So okay. In the arc? I'm glad that you asked. Okay. So we have now officially gone through three episodes of our four episode Rumble saga. So again, just to recap, the very first uh, part of this was Team Flare versus Team Piper. Episode two of this saga was Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for the WWF title. And then obviously the one that we just saw here today was uh, a series of matches involving Macho Man and Jake the Snake Roberts. So next episode is going to be the finale of this Rumble arc. So this is going to be the fourth and final episode of this. So this is going to feature a match that contains All of the main players that we have seen and discussed over the past three shows. Mm -hmm. So it's going to involve Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's going to involve Ric Flair, Jake the Snake Roberts, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Sid Justice, who we briefly saw today make the save uh, at the wedding reception, uh, if you remember him. Uh, The Undertaker, and last but certainly not least, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So all of these people (laughs) and more are going to be involved in next episode's match. Um, so look for it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, everywhere that you find your favorite. Are you bleeding again? (laughs) Are you bleeding? God damn it, Ryan. Stop making yourself (laughs) bleed. A little You know what? You know who's bleeding a lot more than that? Macho Man Randy Savage when he got bit by the snake. Not sure that's true. That's absolutely true. So... Uh, all right. So, yeah. So next episode, we are going to converge on all these different storylines. Maybe not all of them will be wrapped up entirely, but we will kind of be melding, molding all these things into one neat little bow on the finale, uh, episode 27 of the Hardmark podcast, which will be the finale of the Rumble saga. So stay tuned for that. All right. Anything else on your end, Ryan, before I finish up with some wisdom? Uh, we got to get a band-aid on Ryan's cuts because he uh, he's very upset. He's been uh, I'm not gonna make a cutting joke. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else Anything else, Ryan that uh,
0: no, I think it's up someone really well.
1: Do you? Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we uh, we managed to bounce back. So uh, let's see. Here's a here's a piece of advice for all the listeners. Sharks are afraid of dolphins. So if you're ever out in the ocean and uh, you see a pod of, That's stupid. <laughs> what? This is listen, listen, David Attenborough. This is real. This is a real fact. Okay. Did you know that? Did you know that sharks are afraid of dolphins? I'm sure, dolphins are much smarter than sharks. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, sharks are the ultimate killing machine, but uh, you know, but, but do you know so why? Brandy, do you know why macho then, Ryan? Man, savage like. Come on, quit kicking it's like a, me. It's like a shark. Here he is, just jerking it all over eight-year-old Eric all over again. Thanks, pal. So why why are sharks uh, afraid of dolphins then? If you're so smart, I have no idea. I didn't. Because dolphins travel in pods, and so they're able to to kind of get the uh, the shark from all sides. So if you're ever you know uh, wary of a shark attack, try and find a pod of dolphins, and you'll be safe. That's good advice.
0: That's pretty good wisdom. Animals are just fucking stupid. Like, my cat's, like, scared of, like, a rapper, like, you know, like, on the floor, you know. Oh, he'll, not... He'll go, you know, like... Not, so, not like, Eminem or... No, like a, like, a plastic rat. You crinkle it and... okay. Like, you know, like, the dumbest shit will scare, like... The sharks just don't know how big they are, you know.
1: I thought I thought you were putting on Nas albums in your studio <laughs> and uh, your cats are freaking out. Cat does, like, when we
0: sing. Starts singing along, kind of... Or,
1: like, it hates. I... What song do you sing in
0: front of your cats? Just sing anything. We just start singing, and uh, she does not. She
1: either really she likes it, or she uh, she doesn't. We don't know. Uh, Can you do a few? uh, Can you grace the hard mark listeners with the episode thirty? I'll bring something. I'll bring my cat. (laughs) Does it shit standing up? not this one then i don't then i don't then i have no have no interest uh, in meeting this this fucking cat uh all right well then we there we have it so yeah you sharks are afraid of dolphins so if you ever are in the open air ocean just well, find a yeah find a pod okay that's okay. a dolphins are in pods it's like a murder of crows or a parliament of owls good advice yeah I know that's why I said it. Uh, so if you're if you're not hard, get hard once you get hard, stay hard take it sleazy everybody season two bye me first.